Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston sits down for a conversation with a couple of Heartlight's teens. For the past two decades, Heartlight has become the country's premier residential counseling center and boarding school for struggling teens. Founded in 1998 by Mark Gregston and his wife Jan, Heartlight is a program that not only modifies behavior, but one that seeks to offer a unique transformative journey through a relational experience that offers counseling, small group therapy, academics, and activities. We hope you find encouragement as you listen to these stories today. Courtney, thanks for being on the program today. Tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you end up at Heartlight in the first place? I mean, you're living here with 50 to 60 other high school kids that come from all over the country. What was spinning out of control at home that somebody would say, hey, I think she needs to go someplace else for a while. What was going on? Um, I think the turning point for my parents was that towards, like, getting closer to coming here, I was I was getting to the point where, like, it was always if I, if my parents said yes to something, like, it was good, and if they said no, it was like, well, thank you for your opinion, but I, this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> You're going to do it anyway. Yeah. And I think closer to, like, arriving here, it was, like, more of, like, the bigger things that I shouldn't have been doing. I just didn't care. And, like, my parents were getting more nervous of if it's already going this far, like, it's going to yeah. continue to... Okay, so, like, those other things. What was going on? Um... Well, being from New Orleans, like, I went downtown with my friends for, like, dances, mm. which my parents were fine with, but it started to be where, like, we would go down just for, like, a weekend, Yeah. and being 16, I know that it's not the safest place, but it's just something that, like, me and my friends would yeah. do. And I think no, I get it. Hey, I I yeah. was raised in New Orleans. I mean, I get it. I mean, so, I mean, so you so you do that. So you do you end up just making stupid decisions about doing stuff? Yeah, I think it was just getting like, I think within a like short span of time, it just like yeah. dropped really fast. Yeah. When you look back at that time, do you go, I can't believe I was doing what I was doing, or or do you say, man, I can't wait to get back home and start doing that again? Well, I know that they were like unsafe and like not I think I was just trying to grow up too fast and I was trying to do things that like like isn't for my age yeah and I think from like I still think that those things are fun I just know that like all I have to do is wait a little bit and I can do them yeah I think being here is just kind of like like it's not fun being here but like it does open your eyes to like see things because it's like you're stepping back. Yeah. So when you step back, I mean, are there regrets? Do you look back and go, I wish I would have done something different? Um, I wish I would have been a little bit more smarter with things, but I don't regret not doing them. Like I wouldn't look back 
and say like I didn't have fun. Like yeah. I had fun. It was like a good time with my friends. I just wish I would have been smarter about things. Yeah. So the fun thing is big for you. I mean, you can tell you're a fun girl. I mean, you just you just have that personality about you. Do you think everybody tries to spend a lot of time just going, okay, how can we have fun? How can we have fun? Or is has life gotten so boring that you have to have fun to exist? It's a good question. I've been working on it for days. No, <laughs> not, but I go, I mean, there's some reason why that fun appeals to you. Because yeah. it may not appeal to somebody else. It's like somebody somebody asked me, hey, let's go do something. I, you know what? I don't have to do that. Yeah. Because I already have a lot of fun in life. Somebody goes, well, let's go. It'd be fun to jump out of an airplane. I go, you know what? Not for me. Because I'm already doing fun stuff. And, and so I get my bucket filled somewhere else. Do you feel like life was just getting boring for you somewhere? And so you had to have some excitement? Yeah, definitely. I feel like, I mean, I like being in control. And I felt like going and doing things that were, I guess, older yeah. things just like made me feel like I was in control of like my life and I could do even if my parents say I can't do it it yeah I feel like most of the things I did was out of like wanting control it's wow wow that I wanted yes I shouldn't be doing this but it's my life and I'm in control of it yeah because how old are you 16 well and yeah and in the next two years you're gonna have full control of your life I mean it's almost do you feel like your parents were too controlling um no that's I feel like my parents did a really good job. Like there wasn't a point where like I was like I hate my parents. It wasn't a point where like I don't like look at my parents as like someone I don't want to like be around. I just feel like I feel like I put my mindset in a point where like they could never win. Yeah, like even yeah. if I told them like I'll do exactly what you say if you do this and they did it, it would be like, "Well, actually now I want you to do this." I felt yeah, like I always yeah. put them in like yeah. A lose-lose situation. Yeah. And and that's what they felt, wasn't it? Yeah. When they were just going, this isn't working. I mean, something's... If you wouldn't have come here, what do you think would have eventually happened had you continued the same path you were on? I mean, I definitely think that nothing good would have come out of it. Okay, but what do you think would have happened? I mean, in in, in your heart of hearts, nobody can see you. Nobody knows who you are. Um, I feel like, I, mean, I feel like it would have gotten old and it wouldn't have, like, even though I wanted it in the moment, I don't think that I would have, I wouldn't have ended up, like, happy with what I was doing. Yeah. You know, I was raised in New Orleans and, and I knew is when I was in junior high there, I would see people in New Orleans that were 50 years old that lived that way. They go, well, I'll just keep doing the same thing, having fun, having fun, having fun. And I went, I don't want to be like that. I mean, because they, they just look like they're beat up. That somewhere you got to get off that train and go, let's move on with life and mature and whatever. I, I think it's natural for people to want to have fun. But I kind of go, it's, it, you got to be careful that it doesn't go to an extreme because you can get caught up in it and nobody ever pulls himself back out of it. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? I mean, New Orleans is kind of a party town. You know I mean? Yeah. What's it called? What's the what's the title that goes along with New Orleans? Sin City. I mean, yeah. it's and so it there's a lot to do there. And so it's it, I mean, there's an attraction 
and it's it's fun. It's it's interesting, you know, if you had to describe your your relationship with your parents, what would you say it is now? Like with the time I've been here? No, no, no. Yeah, just like today. How's your relationship? Um, I feel like we're definitely like opening up more. I just felt like if there was ever a problem, I would always go to a friend's parents. Yeah. And I would find like parenting in other parents. And I think it was more of like I didn't want my parents to like be disappointed or to like correct me if I made yeah. a mistake. Yeah. So if I went to a friend's parents, they would give me advice, but it wouldn't be like like parenting, parenting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that disappointment that they share with you or the correcting all the time had more of a tendency to push you away yeah. than it did to make you feel closer to them. So what could they have done different? What would you like for them to have done different? I don't know. That's what I was saying. Like, even though I wanted... Like, there was things that I wanted them to do, but I felt like just the way I was thinking mm. at the time, I just, like, there was, like, I feel like they were doing the best they could do. Yeah. And, like, I really don't know what they could have changed. It was just I wasn't going to let them, like, in, or I wasn't going to let them parent me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what have you learned while you've been here? Because how long have you been here now? Uh, Sunday will be my five months. Five months. So what have you learned in five months? I feel like the more open and like the more trust you build with them, like it does like make the relationship stronger because yeah. over family retreat, like just like talking, it just it's it's like a different feel than when I first got here and like the way we talk on phone times. Yeah. We've gotten into like deeper conversations and it's just like it like, it just changes the way, like, everything is. Like, the feel of, like, yeah, our relationship's yeah. different. So it's different than it was in the last two years at home. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Well, thanks for sharing your heart. I mean, it, I mean, I think it's, I think you give perspective in just sharing some of it and letting people kind of understand. I, I mean, I, th I think every young person that walks on the face of the earth wants to have fun. You think? Mm-hmm. And, and they probably look at parents as being the ones that keep them from having fun. And so it's it's learning the balance of that. That some parents are too overprotective. Other ones just let them do whatever, and those kids don't end up in a good spot. But it's learning what's good and what's not, and what's helpful and beneficial, and what's not so helpful. You know, to help get you to a good spot. So, yeah. thanks for being on the program. Thank you. You bet. Nobody cares more about their teen than moms. But even moms can get discouraged and distracted when watching their teen go through those difficult adolescent years. You can feel alone and helpless, unable to know how to encourage your teen. It can get hard to trust God's goodness in the midst of such hard times. Mark Gregston knows the feeling. That's why he wrote Prayers for My Teen. It's a book of prayers and devotionals to help moms keep their eyes on God and their hearts uplifted, even when your teen is struggling. Prayers for My Teen is a great addition to your purse, bedside, glove compartment, or desk drawer as a simple way of reminding you of God's faithfulness to you and love for your family. Get your copy of Prayers for My Teen at ParentingTeenResources.org. Kelly, thanks for being a part of the program. 
from and 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 his real name isn't Kelly. And the reason I say that, he goes, "Yeah, I'll talk about this, but I'm not so sure that I want everybody to know my name." And uh, but thanks for coming in and and uh, be yeah. willing to sit down with me. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> you're, probably, you're looking at me going, what's he going to be asking me? <laughs> okay, we're talking about porn. I mean, and, and you know, uh, I've said it a million times, there's 4.3 million porn sites out there. I've always said I didn't know there were that many naked women in the world, you know, <laughs> and, I, and, and I joke about it in one sense, but, but I mean, porn is a, is, a, is a part of life for anybody in high school and stuff, don't you think? Yeah, I'd say it's more frowned upon if you don't, like, look yeah. at it than... Yeah. You do. Yeah, and so I mean, so wh- when do you think the first time? And I and I don't know many men that haven't looked at porn or yeah. haven't seen porn. Yeah. But I but I go. Um, when was the first time that you you go? Ah, there it is. I see it. How old were you? I mean, the first time I ever saw it, I remember it was in like third grade when I was at a friend's house and like it was him and his sister. It was really weird, but they were like, "Yo, look at this," and I was just like what like yeah yeah but it was like it kind of like scared me i don't know i was like what like this is so confusing but then i know when i was like i don't know in like fifth or sixth grade i think i like saw something or something i don't know i guess i changed yeah yeah to where it wasn't so confusing anymore i think i just like saw something on the internet or something I don't yeah know. yeah yeah and it just becomes somewhat normal yeah how do you think it's how do you think it impacts you and I'm not talking about you know any sexual stimulation or anything. I, you know, I, I think I think men are kind of normally attracted or wired for that. You know, I mean, I know we're fearfully and wonderfully made, and I get, but men are more visual than women are. How does that affect you? How do you see that? Um, I think it's very corrupting of the brain, and it like the way. Well, I mean, personally, I feel like it goes for other people too, but like the way that we view women after like watching porn, like it kind of like, I mean, it's demeaning kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just kind of like not viewing them as like a partner, you're more viewing them as like an object. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's bad. <laughs> I know it's bad. And can like ruin relationships I know that just because like I guess once you like are so used to it and like accustomed to it like that's normal to you yeah and like that's what what a relationship looks like but for like a girl who like doesn't like doesn't like watch it or like isn't like that isn't normal to her like you're on different pages and it just kind of like throws yeah like throws things off so do you think the expectation level changes then that a guy really begins to think, okay, that's what I want? Yeah, I'd say, and, yeah. And some girls going, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, so, so you know, because I'm thinking about, you know, 13, 14-year-old guys. Um, I know what I thought about when I was in seventh grade. <laughs> I mean, that's all I thought about. Yeah. It's, it seemed like. But now you get to visualize it because it's right there on your phone and it's it's readily available. Yeah. You know, when it changes your perspective of of the girls that are around you, and I and I think you put it so well when you said that it changes the the relationship of who they are, um, you know, and and now they become an object. But what does it do in the relationship that you have with them? You know what I mean? That just how you relate with them. 
I feel like it kind of like changes things just because like in your mind you're like oh like I hope this is how it's gonna be but in their mind like it's not so like I mean kind of like I said you're like on a different page or whatever so like I'm sure I mean I haven't like personally but like I'm sure like people get frustrated because like they expect a girl to do like what they see yeah and like what they want but the girl's just like completely thrown off and they would just like start the down spiral in a relationship. You think that's the expectation level that gets set? Yeah. And people begin to think that, well, all girls do this all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is what I, why would, why would they not do this? Yeah. Okay. You think that's older girls and maybe younger girls get sucked into it a little bit? Yeah. You know, and, and so they're doing things that they're going, wait a minute, what was that about? Just because they want to be connected with somebody else? Yeah, I feel like girls will then like do stuff that they don't want to do or they know it's wrong, but they just know that like there's girls out there that will do it and like that'll attract guys or like get attention of like the guys. So I think like girls will do stuff that either A, they'll regret or they know is wrong, but like it's just to like either like fit in or like be loved or liked by a guy. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It really is kind of crazy. I, you know, sometimes I think that that girls just need to be given a chance to be young girls, you know, just to be innocent yeah. and not become a sex object when they're 11 and 12 yeah. years old, you yeah. know. I mean, can't, once you've been exposed, I mean, what does it make you look for in a relationship with somebody? I mean, does it does it supercharge you sexually that you go, that's what I want and that's what I'm going to get? Or does it change the way you go, wait a minute, I want something normal? Um, I'd say at first, well, I mean, now I'm almost 18, but when I was like 14, 15, like it was like, that's what I want. Like that's like what I visualized and like what I wanted in a relationship. But I was 14 or 15, like that's... It's pretty unrealistic, but like now it's becoming less and less unrealistic. Um, but I don't know, just like growing up, I mean, even though I'm still young, but like learning stuff, it's just like disrespectful. I mean, like it's weird to say that, but it's just like, I don't know, just like growing up and like I've like read some marriage books. I don't know why, but like, I just like disrespectful and like even to like want that is kind of disrespectful to like a girl just because yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. most of the time like a girl doesn't want that in a relationship. Okay, you're 18 years old and you've read marriage books. What are you bored out of your mind? <laughs> or what? Well, I mean, how do you pick up a marriage book? Does that does it make you kind of start to question and say, well, how does this fit together in marriage? I mean, how does this work? Yeah. Um, I mean, the reason I picked up marriage books is just because, like, I've ruined relationships in the past. And, like, because of, like, me being selfish in some areas of, like, what I want and not thinking, like, of the other person. And so I just want to, like, learn, like, yeah. what the experts or the doctors say is, like, a healthy way to, yeah. to like, be in a relationship. And it's eye-opening. You think it's hard to find healthy relationships? Yeah. I think, I don't know, personally, I think the way to go is like 
before you get into a relationship, make sure you're on the same page. Yeah. Because, I mean, I know from experience, like, stuff will come out later down the road. Yeah. And then yeah. stuff just hits the wall. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Kelly, thanks for, uh, even though that's not your name, but <laughs> Kelly, thanks for for uh, just your honesty. And, yeah. um, you know, it, it, I've always thought that it's not going to go away. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's the, the porn thing's not going to go away. And if it's not going to go away, then it's then there's can be some good things that can be learned from it. And it seems like you've taken it to that level in some way. And so appreciate your honesty. Thanks for yeah. being a part of the program. No problem. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.